0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect, a podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello One Hope and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're looking at Acts chapter 8. On this Thursday, not so early morning, as in full disclosure, I am way late to get this to Peter. So if you're receiving this late, it is completely my fault. We're in Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 starts with Saul persecuting the church and then has Philip uh, going to Samaria. Talks about Simon the magician, which I've always thought that was a really interesting story. So, um, you know, if you want to dig into any of those, uh, passages please do so but today we're going to talk about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch again this is one of my favorite uh, stories and acts probably because I have a friend who you know adopted a, a little boy from Ethiopia and um, I've always found this really interesting Ethiopia has one of the oldest churches uh, you know church organizations in the world and um, you know even even beyond that I looked up the oldest actual church buildings. And to me, this is fascinating. They're all essentially kind of in what we would consider the Middle East. You know, Israel, I think, has the the oldest church, um, you know, from the late 200s A.D. or so. Uh, But most of the really early buildings were built really around 50-odd years of each other when the Roman Empire... Uh, legalized Christianity you know, which which was somewhere around 320 or so 313 I think was when it was legalized um, uh, I can't remember which leader you know converted to Christianity on his deathbed I think that was in the 330s or something like that anyway, there's a there's a church in Israel. There's a church in modern day Jordan that was around that same time, late two hundreds, early three hundreds. There's a church in Syria from about that same time. The Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem is um, dated to around three twenty five A.D. And then there's there's the Vatican City St. Peter's Basilica, which was somewhere around three. 3- 36 to 360 in construction. What's interesting, though, and it usually doesn't make the list because it was just unearthed uh, in an archaeological dig maybe uh, four or five years ago, as I understand it. There's a church in northern Ethiopia that is being dated somewhere between that time frame, 310 to 330. And this goes all the way back and probably before that to to Philip's uh, evangelism to the Ethiopian eunuch. That this was an, there was an established Christian church in Ethiopia. That was established enough to build one of the earliest churches um, in the world, and that obviously does doesn't happen. You know you don't you don't build a church upon conversion. Uh, you know it grows to the point where it's established enough that we want a building and as soon as the roman empire had uh you know opened it up there was a church in ethiopia i find that to be um, a really really cool kind of factoid so we're looking at uh, philip you know, preaching to the ethiopian eunuch and, and i'm going to ask a few questions uh, you see, kind of questions about the the scripture, questions that I asked myself as I was reading it, and then we'll we'll walk through it. So, question number one: Why was the chief treasurer? That's that's who the eunuch was, the tre- chief treasurer in Ethiopia. Why was he reading Isaiah, kind of in the desert? And of course, it says it right in the it says it right in the uh, scripture here. It says, there is an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who was in charge of her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. And what I want to call out here is, that why was he there? He was there because he was going to worship in Jerusalem, or maybe he had already worshipped in, in Jerusalem. But the seed had already been planted. Possibly this goes all the way back to the Queen of Sheba, you know, visiting with Solomon. Who knows? Who knows how the seed was planted? But the, the seed was planted early enough and long ago enough that the chief treasure of the Ethiopian kingdom was a devout enough follower of Judaism that he was going to Jerusalem to worship. So going back to the sermon from last week on the mustard, mustard seed or the sermon from Sunday... The seed had already been planted. The seed was growing, like the the parable of the sower from a few weeks ago. The seed was growing. It had found fertile ground in Ethiopia and had grown and sprouted and was bearing fruit, fruit enough for a eunuch to be traveling from Ethiopia through the desert to Jerusalem to worship and was spending time reading the prophet Isaiah on the side of the road. But it begs the next question. The next question being, why was Philip there? And, of course, this is right in the scripture as well. It says, Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And I like that. I like that the angel of the Lord says to Philip, Rise and go. Where? That way. And he rose and went. (laughs) And that's it. That's all it took for Philip. The angel of the Lord says, Rise and go. That way. Okay. Okay. And he goes. The seed was planted. He was told to go. And then later on it, it says um, and when he sees when he sees the, the eunuch on the side of the road, he said, Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to his chariot. And I love this. This is just like Zacchaeus. The spirit said to Philip, Go over and join his chariot. So Philip ran to him. So we have go obey sow the seed uh, it's it's a beautiful picture of 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 what we are called to do but again it brings up another another question because because when he goes to him and and he, he asks him what he's doing the um and he asks him if he understands the the eunuch says well, how can i understand unless someone guides me and he invited philip to come and sit with him and says so, well, how did philip know what how to answer. How did Philip know what to say? This is very early on. Remember, this is right after Pentecost, and it says in in uh, Luke twenty four, verse twenty five through twenty seven, and this is Jesus on the road to Emmaus with with the disciples, and he said to them, "O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all of the that the prophets have spoken." Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scriptures and the things concerning himself. How did Philip know? Jesus explained it to him. Or maybe Jesus explained it to the disciples, and the disciples explained it to Philip. But one way or the other, the knowledge and the wisdom came from the Lord. How did Philip know he listened, and he was taught. The seed was planted, he was sent, he was taught, and he passed it on. In Proverbs two six, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Where do we get understanding of the scripture? We get it from the Holy Spirit. We get it from the Lord. We get it from God. We do not get it from our own wisdom. The wisdom of man is foolishness. Wisdom comes from the Lord. So regardless of our studying, and our earnest curiosity. This eunuch is is devout. This eunuch, this eunuch is open. This eunuch wants to understand, but he doesn't. And he says, "How can I unless someone guides me?" For in Romans ten it says, "How will they call on him whom they have not believed, and how are they to believe with him whom they have never heard, and how are they to hear without someone preaching, and how are they to preach unless they are sent?" As it is written. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So what's next? What happens next in this story? And this is the last question. The eunuch said, "See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized?" And they commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, and Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And this is why I said this is a picture of what we are called to do for the Great Commission in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20 says, and Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you, and behold I am with you always to the end of the age so what does that Great Commission look like? it looks like Acts 8 And from this story, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand? And the eunuch invited Philip to come and sit with him. And then Philip told him the good news about Jesus, and he baptized him. Go, make disciples, baptize, teach. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, help us to run when you call. Help us to plant the seeds you, you have given us. Help us to pass on the wisdom that only comes from you. Help us to go and make disciples and baptize and teach. Lord, in every day of our life, help us to be responsive to your direction, to go, to run, to interact, to make disciples. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.